You're listening to Hub City Hoops Talk, powered by The Nation. Here are your hosts, Austin Massey and Jacob Harris. What's going on, everyone? It's the Hub City Hoops Talk podcast. We got Jacob Harris. I'm Austin Massey. Um, we got a special episode for you guys today. We're going to be going over the Big 12 power rankings uh, kind of through our eyes. Um, so we're going to start with Jacob's list today, then we'll go into mine. We'll kind of go back and forth on maybe why we had certain teams ahead of others. Um, but just full disclosure, this is a hard list to create. Um, every team in the Big 12 could just about you know beat each other on any given night, maybe besides the Oklahoma States and West Virginia's of the world. Sorry to those fans if you're watching. Um, but yeah, this is an incredibly hard list to create for us. I mean, like I said, especially at like the one through six, you could really interchange, you know, a lot of these teams. I think Houston's kind of solidified themselves as the, the favorite right now, Jacob. But let's just dive right in, man. I'm going to share your your uh, list first. Um, so that way our viewers can critique you first. And then, uh, and, then we'll, and then we'll go into my list. So and I, I really, I really feel like the the top and bottom of both of ours are going to be like very very similar. Yeah. It's it's kind of it's kind of in the middle. So I kind of I kind of ranked them kind of as tiers kind of like I'm sure you did. Um the the bottom the bottom tier and the top team were the two easiest. Um obviously the bottom tier Oklahoma State, West Virginia and UCF. Um I just don't think those teams are going to make the tournament. Um, West Virginia lost to Oklahoma State. I know I could have probably flip-flopped those two, but I decided not to because they beat in Kansas. Um, and Oklahoma State's been, you know, not not just terrible. I mean, they've only won one game, but they've been in a ton. Um, obviously, the top team, Houston, um, I know that they're second currently um, to the Red Raiders in the standings, but they've beaten Texas Tech. I, I don't think – I don't know how many more they lose down the stretch. Um they're, I think they're the, the most talented team in the conference. Um, I think they they probably have the 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 first or second best coach in the conference. Um, they probably have you know one of the best pure point guards in the conference and and uh, shed. I just I think they're you know t- easily a top five team in the nation. So that's why I put them there. Um, kind of the next tier is the two and three spot for me: Texas Tech and Iowa State. Um, Texas Tech has more road victories. Um, so I'm going to I, I went ahead and put the Red Raiders above Iowa State. Um, the the next the next kind of I guess the next few teams were kind of harder for me. I put Kansas State ahead of Baylor in Kansas because I think Baylor's better than Kansas and Kansas State beat Baylor. Um, I think Kansas is wildly overrated, and I'm I'm sure I think I think we've kind of talked about that a little bit. I don't I just don't know what. Kansas brings um, they, they have about four really really good players and then their bench is just this ginormous drop off so I don't think I don't think they're they're all that great um, BYU Texas and Oklahoma and Cincinnati I think are all going to be tournament teams but I feel like they're those four teams are going to kind of be fighting for the eight through eleven spots um, I think the eleven spot probably won't make the tournament just because of a number standpoint. But I think right now Cincinnati is still a very quality team. Obviously, the Red Raiders play them on Saturday. Um, I have BYU over Texas and Texas over Oklahoma because BYU just beat Texas and Texas just beat Oklahoma. So there it is, my wonderful power rankings. And I'm sure – and I hope, I I sincerely hope that they get roasted because, you know. I don't think there's a – Yeah. And I don't really think right now with how close things are – 
no one's going to be able to mm-hmm. create a power ranking that all the other fan bases are happy or, or so. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause you know, just even looking yeah. at your list, like I, and I, and I could debate this back and forth too. Um, you know, a lot of people may think Iowa state should be ahead of Texas tech. Um, obviously right now with Texas tech's record, you really just can't put Iowa state in front of Texas tech. Um, they, mm-hmm. you know, Texas tech's 11 and one in their last 12 games. Um, so, I mean, outside of Houston, I think it's fair to have Tech at two, even from like a, a non-biased standpoint. I definitely yeah. think Iowa State's the firm, you know, three though right now in the conference. Absolutely. Um, and at any given point, you know, Iowa State could definitely surpass Texas Tech. I think they have a, a legit team, especially at home. I mean, they're not going to lose at home. Um, you know, Texas Tech's been obviously a lead at home, but that could always change. You never really know what's going to happen here. Um, and then looks like we are pretty similar on TCU. Um, let me go mm-hmm. ahead and share mine really quick. Our, our list is actually relatively similar. Um, so yeah. here's mine. I think I think some of the core differences. So <clears throat> for our viewers that are maybe listening on Spotify or Apple, here's my list. Uh, I had Houston at one, Tech at two, Iowa State at three, TCU at four, BYU at five, Kansas at six, Baylor at seven, Kansas State at eight, Oklahoma at nine, Texas at 10. Yes, I did put Oklahoma in front of Texas, even though they just got clobbered. Um, I'll explain that in a little bit. Um, Cincinnati at 11, uh, UCF at 12, West Virginia at 13, Oklahoma State at 14. I think the bottom three are going to be pretty consensus, probably bottom four actually too. Yeah, Um, I would think so, unless Cincinnati comes up and beats somebody big. Yeah, and I mean, it's, again, Cincinnati is definitely a tier above the West Virginia and Oklahoma states of the mm-hmm. conference, in my opinion. Yes. Um, but yeah, just diving into the list again, um, you could easily, you know, interchange Iowa State and Texas Tech, in my opinion. I think they're both very equal teams. If you put them on a neutral court, that would be a hell of a game. I would love to watch that game. Um, but out of sheer record purposes right now um, and, and kind of just looking at Texas Tech's body of work over the last, you know, month and a half, Texas Tech has to have the edge there. Their, their only loss is to Houston on the road, which is arguably the hardest place to play in college basketball right now. Um, so I love Texas Tech's body of work. I think they deserve the two right now. Iowa State, three, they deserve that as well. Um, you and I, uh, interest, interestingly enough, both had TCU at four. Um, and some fans that are watching this may feel like that's too high. Um, but I, I really would urge you to go and kind of look at TCU's body of work, at least the lot in conference Agreed. play. Um, they should have beat Kansas. They got they got hosed by the refs. Um, they have a really quality win at home against Houston. They went on the road and beat Baylor. They did lose to Cincinnati in overtime um, on the road. But again, um, one of those kind of freak games. It, it you know they did Absolutely. have a pretty had a pretty commanding lead. And I think I think Cincy uh, made some pretty killer shots down the end there. Um, they do. I did have BYU at five, um, which was, you know, uh, I, I was, I actually think I had Kansas initially at five and I kind of slotted them back and forth. I think mm-hmm. BYU's offense um, is what's going to keep them around in the league here. Um, and I think I they're going to think they're going to be pretty tough to beat at home as well. So um, I put them ahead of Kansas and for the same reasons, I think Kansas is just um, this roster that they have this year is just not it. Um, and, and I don't mean that in a no. way of like, they're not a good team because they are. I just mean mm-hmm. it's not really what Kansas fans are probably used to. Um, and I think that, you know, you obviously have the two superstars and, and Dickinson and McCuller, um, but the depth and the, the lack of scoring, I think, is really kind of their their main concern. If you shut down Dickinson and, and you know, McCuller, 
you we all tech fans have watched McCuller for years. I mean, the guy has really taken his game to a, a new level, but he's not a he's not really like a guy that's going to take over a game offensively, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I agree. and he's I, I had to I haven't looked at his numbers, but he has been turnover prone in the past, which can kill games as well. Um, Baylor at seven, though, um, Baylor and Kansas State, you could easily interchange them as well, in my opinion. Um, I put Baylor ahead of Kansas State because I think Baylor just overall is a better team. Um, but Kansas State, I think, is, is they're just they play such good defense and they have that three headed monster um, and Perry, Kaluma and Carter. So, I, I mean, they're a team that could get hot. They're a team I expect to make the tournament. Um, Oklahoma and Texas. So the reason I put Oklahoma in front of Texas is just because of Texas, uh, their inconsistency, quite frankly. Um, they lost at home to UCF. Um, they, they have a couple bad losses and it's like they, it, they're just too sporadic for me. You know, I think Oklahoma is a more consistent team. And I think if you put them on a neutral court, I think Oklahoma would beat Texas right now. Um, but again, it, it was tough for me to put Oklahoma ahead of Texas just because they literally just beat them a couple of games ago at their own house. Um, but again, I, I don't, I don't necessarily think one game should dictate the power rankings here. Um, overall body of work, Oklahoma ha does have a great body of work. The analytics favor Oklahoma as well. Um, but, you know, Texas is a team that I don't necessarily think, um, you know, most sites are going to have them in the tournament as of now. But if they can win a couple Q1 games, um, you know, put together some kind of body of work, <clears throat> they have a chance to make it. Um, same with Cincinnati. I think right now they're on the outside looking in. Um, but, <clears throat> you know, very good team. I like Wes Miller a lot at Cincinnati. I think they have a good roster. I think they can compete with just about anyone at home. I think away um, is where they're going to struggle. And then bottom of the conference, UCF, West Virginia, Oklahoma State. I don't think we need to talk too much about them. Um, I think that, you know, I think everyone kind of thought UCF would struggle a little bit this year. They've had they've, they've actually been a, a, a good surprise so far for the Big 12. They haven't just gotten steamrolled. Um, they're well coached uh, and, and they actually have, you know, a quality win on the road at Texas. Um, so and they actually beat Kansas at home. Um, mm -hmm. so from a, from a win standpoint, you know, that's, uh, they have some good wins. I do feel bad. You could probably maybe replace UCF in Cincinnati, or, you know, maybe if you even want to consider putting Texas below UCF, I could see that as well. Um, again, a lot of these are toss up guys. So don't, don't take our list too seriously. Um, I, I think that, uh, the thing about the big 12 is on any given night, um, like I said earlier, any team can beat anyone, especially at home. Um, but yeah, Jacob, I guess. Just starting at that, let's let's just start with that top tier, right? I think I, I feel like Houston has kind of really separated themselves um, from the rest of the field. Obviously, Iowa State beat Houston at home, TCU beat Houston at home, um, but right now it, it seems like those two losses are kind of behind them, and they are playing incredible ball right now. Oh, absolutely. I think this is obviously. I, I think it's it's the best team in the conference. Um, kind of like I said, um, just they they have a lot of like really really elite level things on in their program. Um, obviously, I I don't really know how many people expected Iowa State and Texas Tech to be the top two or two and three. I guess in this conference right now, I think a lot of people had slotted a TCU or a Kansas or a Baylor above them, but. So far, the results say differently, and it's been very, very fun to watch. Um, and I think, I think any of these three right now, I think Houston's probably the the runaway leader for the conference championship. But I feel like if they continue to kind of 
not necessarily struggle, but have have less efficient defensive games on the road that a Texas Tech or an Iowa State right now are the two top candidates to kind of go up and catch them. Yeah, I think so. And I <clears throat> again, I I don't I don't foresee them tonight's actually a big game. They play Houston, uh, they play Texas tonight on the road. Um, Texas is yes. historically mm-hmm. the last few years played pretty good at home. Obviously, Tech went in and and, and whooped up on them, and so did UCF. Um, but they still have a pretty good overall home record the last two years since they moved into the new stadium. Um, but I think I think Texas is going to give them uh, you know their best matchup tonight. They're obviously anytime you're playing you know a top five team at home, um, you know that's going to be a game that you get up for that you're excited to play in. Uh, Rodney Terry hopefully should have the guys ready to play, you know, for Texas for his sake. Cause I, I have a feeling he's going to have a pretty short leash there. Um, he may get two seasons to, to kind of get things rolling. Yeah. And if uh, he doesn't, you know, make a sweet 16 in those first two seasons, he may be gone. Um, but yeah, I think, I think t- for now, Houston has kind of separated themselves in terms of uh, their defense, man. It's just, especially come tournament time when you're playing on a neutral court. Um, when you, you know, Iowa state is an incredibly hard place to play yeah. and not taking anything <laughs> away from them, but I don't know how much I, you know, uh, the, the win against Houston at home, uh, was a gigantic win beating Houston is a top five win of the whole season for any team. Um, so no, don't take anything away from Iowa state. I just think if you put those teams on a neutral court, I think Houston wins eight, eight out of 10 times or something like that. Um, and same could be said against Texas tech. I think if you put tech and Houston on a neutral court, they probably win something similar to that. And that's because of their defense. So I think they've separated themselves and they earned the right for number one. Um, obviously, uh, they do have the two conference losses, which is kind of a blemish, but their overall body of work is really solid. Texas Tech, Iowa State, TCU, um, you know, BYU. The, the, the next tier is really, it's it's a lot of teams, right? It really is. I, I feel like Baylor maybe has dropped off that, that second tier a little bit. Yeah, I feel like they kind of have, but... Um, I think, mm. you know, BYU, TCU, Iowa State, Texas Tech, you could probably throw Kansas in there um, just because they're a, a championship, you know, team. They got they have ama- great coaches. Um, they have a couple superstar players, all Big 12 players. Um, but those those teams right there, man, I mean, they're they're so close like they really are. I mean, we could do this video in two weeks and it could look completely different. Right. Um, so in general, I would kind of categorize this as the second tier, um, almost virtual locks sort of to, to make the tournament, I guess you could say. Um, and then going into that tier three, that's where, you know, I see it. And again, these tiers aren't super far apart in my opinion. Um, so the second tier and the third tier are pretty close in the big 12. Um, but I would kind of put Baylor, Kansas state, um, Oklahoma, Kind of in that third tier, I, I feel like I don't know if Texas deserves to be in that third tier quite yet, um, just because they're you know I mean yeah they just they don't have the they don't have the wins they need I mean they did go on the road and beat Cincinnati I think that that was a you know that was a fine win um, but they need to do I mean you beat Houston tonight and all of a sudden you know uh, we can have some talks about them being in that third tier and being on the bubble um, but yeah it's just <clears throat> I mean dude. Right now, I think you and I are projecting, what, nine or ten teams to get in the tournament? I would say ten, probably at the end of the day. Um, and I, I think I think I have I've, I'm a bit higher on Kansas State than I think most are. I think I have them at number five, um, and I had BYU at eight, and that was I think that was a big the biggest difference kind of in our in our rankings. Um, I just kind of think that 
Um, Kansas State kind of has more more elite firepower with that with that three headed monster there, and I I feel yeah. like I think I, I I trust Jerome Tang more later in the season than I do Coach Pope over at BYU. Nothing against him, I think he's a great coach. I just I just think I trust Tang a little bit more, and so that's why yeah. I kind of put them put them where I had them. But it's a fair I mean, point. Like and you said, I was going to say they played back to back games on the road against Iowa State and Houston. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I mean maybe the the rankings are a little bit skewed right now, but Kansas State's a damn good team. Like I, mm-hmm. they're a team that I don't think I would want to play in the NCAA tournament because it's like they play such good defense. They're so well coached, and then. You have three guys who could just, you know, go off in any given night offensively. Maybe not Kaluma is not really the more I've watched him, he's not really a takeover offensive kind of guy, but he doesn't force shots. Like he plays so mm-hmm. smart. He's very versatile. You know, he's long. But Cam Carter and Tyler Perry, they could give you 25 points on any given night. Absolutely. Yeah. That that that's a that's I think that's the team on the high um higher on than most others, but you know, like you said, these kind of tiers that we talk about, like they're so close. Like the first, the, the top tiers are so close to each other. I mean, if if one of these teams has a bad night, I mean, like say forbid, like you know, an Iowa State or a Texas Tech loses two games this week, I mean, they could they could drop you know four or five spots, but yeah. still be great for the NCAA tournament play. Like it's not it's it's not the end of the world if you lose two games in a row in, in this conference. Like, I mean, Houston did it, and they're our top team right now. I mean, it just it just kind of depends on on what on on how how everybody else is playing. Um, I think this is going to be you know one of the most competitive. Obviously, this is the most competitive league in the country, and um, it's just it's every, you know it's a it's a whole thing. Yeah, it's it's insane. It really is, and um, I mean when you're. When you're playing in a, a conference this tough, it's really not fair to penalize teams for, like, for instance, Kansas State, right? I think um, mm-hmm. they are a, a shining example because there are really, I mean, good luck finding any teams in the country, you know, maybe outside of the the elite kind of top four-ish teams, uh, the Purdue's, the Yukons, the North Carolinas yeah. right now, Um you know, even you could throw them into that back-to-back head uh, matchup against Iowa State on the road and Houston on the road. I mean, maybe those teams go one and one, right? But Iowa mm-hmm. State is probably one of the hardest places to play in the in the entire country. Um, Houston, they're not necessarily known for having like a rowdy environment, but it's more about like you know they have a, a relatively loud stadium and, and they just their level of efficiency at home is just remarkable i think i read a stat the other day that at home they're winning games by like 25 points per game or something like that for the whole season even with big 12 play um so they are sad i mean they are blowing people out of the water i mean they blew out a great kansas state team they blew out a texas tech team who is first in the big 12 right now um they they obviously blew out ucf um but there are uh, i mean they are just really good so I, I do agree with you with Kansas State and with them being eighth in my power rankings, um, that's not a knock on them at all. That's just sheer has to do with them losing back-to-back games. Anytime a team loses back-to-back games, even though it was the hardest stretch of the schedule of their schedule by far, um, you know they're, they're, they're still uh, a team that I expect to be in the tournament, a team that I don't want uh, you know my team to face uh, in the in the tournament should they make it. Um, and then yeah, I, I think. Baylor is another fascinating one because they've really struggled as of late. Um, 
they just, I mean, with Baylor, I'd like to get your thoughts on this, Jacob, but I feel like, I just feel like they don't really play that much defense anymore. No, and I feel like they're also having to rely on a lot of young talent. And then the yeah. transfer, they, the main, the big transfer they brought in, and uh, Ray J. Dennis, he's just not very well known for defense. Like the dude, dude's a bucket, walking bucket. But, you know, Jacoby Walter, um, Yves, I think his last name is pronounced Misi. Like he's yeah. like those two guys are are very very good. Um, obviously, they're probably going to be NBA talents, but there it it takes time to learn how to play defense, especially at the Big Twelve and a college level. And I don't don't think I think Scott Drew has realized this year if he wants to win big, he's going to have to do it with offense and not defense like he has in the past. Yeah, that, that is true. It almost feels like the same case for Texas Tech this year. Like, not in terms mm-hmm. of who they're relying on for scoring, but more so they the personnel that they've built with the roster, it's just not meant to be an elite defensive team, right? Like, no. it's the same same thing for Tech. Like, there's not really one pr- player on Tech who you see as, like, a lockdown defender or, like, someone, you know, I mean, you look at Houston and you could probably name, you know, six or seven of them. You look at Kansas State, you know, a lot of their guys are, are high-level defenders from an efficiency standpoint. Iowa State, I think, plays pretty good defense. BYU is not the greatest defensively. They saw pretty good metrics. Oklahoma plays good defense. Um, so, I mean, you know, for a conference that really uh, has been known in the past as like a defensive conference, there's actually – their offenses are actually very efficient this year in, in the analytics. And um, it's just interesting to see how these teams kind of shift, right? Like, again, Baylor – has been known to be a team who's very balanced on both sides of the ball. Now this year they're struggling a little bit because, like you said, they're relying on um, you know a freshman heavily offensively who is you know a lottery pick in my opinion. Um, but yeah, you know, just not a. It, uh, they're definitely a, gr- a great team offensively, but they just don't get it done enough defensively to win road games and and yeah. quite frankly, um, you know, beat quality teams at home like TCU. Um, and then, you know, Kansas, we already talked about a little bit, but I, I do think that their lack of depth is hurting them. And they they just don't really like, again, I think like offensively, they just don't have the shooting power and the guard play that you would want in a kind of a championship competing team. Um, look at Texas Tech, look at Iowa State, look at, you know, Houston maybe doesn't have the best guard play, but they're, I mean, they don't need to. I mean, they could they could score 50 points a game and they would probably still have a pretty similar record, (laughs) you know? So um, they, their defense is what keeps them in games. Um, And, and that's really that with the kind of the top tier, but um, yeah, Cincinnati is another team. I don't think they're going to make the tournament this year, but I do think very highly of them. I I think that they'd be a tough team to go on the road and beat Um, a team that actually is going to play Texas tech in Lubbock. uh, I believe this weekend um, so that's going to be a matchup that Texas Tech needs to take seriously because they are a very talented team and very well coached. Um, so Absolutely. yeah, very interesting stuff though. I think we all agree with the bottom tier, Jacob. I think Oklahoma State's obviously kind of cemented themselves as the worst team in the conference. Unfortunately, um, I do like <laughs> Mike Boyden a lot. Yes, but, they have. They have, and it's in, in you know, uh, looking at their roster and what they they just didn't they don't do enough in the transfer portal, and it's like they 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 brought in a, a very you know highly mm-hmm. ranked freshman class, but you can't win with that in the Big Twelve. Ask Mark Adams from last season. <laughs> um, you know, Tech had a pretty highly ranked recruiting class. They brought in Elijah Fisher. They brought in Pop Isaacs, Lamar Washington, Robert Jennings. 
Um, and go check, go check out Texas Tech's record last season and get back to us. Um, but it wasn't very good. Uh, and you just can't win in the, in this league with freshmen. And that's just, that's just a fact, you know, um, you can, you can have one, one or two freshmen on the roster that contribute, but if you're relying on a whole roster full of freshmen or, you know, to be your core rotational pieces, good luck with that. Um, so really kind of weird, kind of shocking what they did in the portal. I don't know. You probably have more insight into the, the NIL stuff, but my best guess is N, uh, NIL at Oklahoma mm-hmm. State for basketball is just not really where it needs to be. There's, yeah, it's not anywhere close to where everyone else is. And I feel like that's part of the reason they're not able to get a lot of these these really big transfer talents um and it's i think it's part of the reason and i don't i don't know if mike boyton has a lot to do with that but i I just i just don't think they have enough and if if they uh and if if you know if if we if they don't increase nil funding it's their program is not going to be the same yeah, it's not. And I, it's, it stinks for Mike Boyd. Cause I, I mean, again, I don't know how great of a coach he is, but I do like him as a person. I think he's a, obviously Oklahoma state's got kind of screwed by the NCAA a little bit. Um, and they have every right to be upset about kind of mm-hmm. how things unfolded. Um, I thought that, you know, they were a team that was right on the bubble last year. And of course they didn't get in last year. Um, but it was a tough big 12. I don't, you know, you never want to leave yourself on the edge of the bubble as you're approaching, uh, NCA tournament time. You never want to leave it up to, uh, you know, something out of your control, essentially. But really a crazy loaded conference, guys. Again, this 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 list could look completely different in two weeks, even in a week from now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think there are we're starting to see solidified some different tiers uh, in the Big 12. Right. So that's really what I'm focusing on. Who's going to end up in that second tier? Is anyone going to challenge Houston for the first tier? Right now, it's hard to see that. But then again, I mean, Houston starts playing some more road games. I mean, they had back-to-back home games. And anytime, you know, you take care of business at home, of course, but you go on the road to, you know, to Texas tonight, um, that's going to be a really interesting matchup because, you know, Texas is very inconsistent. But when they're really playing well, like if they could put it together for the entire game, they're, you know, they could be pretty decent, right? Um, But looking at Houston's schedule, um, so they're actually going to Texas tonight, uh, and then they go play Houston in Fog Allen on uh, next Saturday. That's going to be an incredible game. Um, can't wait for fantastic. that. Fantastic. Yeah. So actually, with Houston, three out of their next four games are road games. So they go to mm-hmm. Houston. They play Kansas the following game. They get a, a kind of a cupcake against Oklahoma State at home, and then um, they go to Cincinnati. Um, so that's going to be an interesting stretch. It's kind of like this stretch that Texas Tech just went on where you're like, well, if you can go three and one or two and two, I think that that's still a pretty big win. I would expect them to, you know, to probably beat Texas tonight. But I think I think they'll lose to Kansas in a, in a very tight matchup on uh, next weekend. I think it's just a game that Kansas will get up for. Um, but yeah, really interesting stuff. I'm I, I'm the, the one team in this top tier that I haven't watched a ton of, unfortunately, is Iowa State. But I have seen what they've done um, at home. I mean, they're three and zero in their last three games against three tournament teams. Um, so, uh, you know, again, you could easily argue that Iowa State should be above Texas Tech. The only reason I didn't put them there is just based on conference records and um, overall, you know, body of work over the last month and a half. Like I said, Texas Tech, 
11 and one since December 1st. Um, that's probably one of the best records in all of college basketball in that time. So two very good teams that deserve to be towards the top. Um, but very interested to see how Iowa state kind of, you know, finishes out as well. Um, so they actually go on the road to play Baylor this Saturday. Um, and then they go on the road and play Texas. Um, so back-to-back -back road games again for them. Um, so going to be fascinating, man. Very excited to kind of watch. Um, Tech obviously has a huge game against TCU. If you guys haven't, uh, we, we did record a preview on that. Um, it's on the YouTube and Spotify and Apple. Um, you know, now go ahead and go take a go Go listen. Go watch if you want. Um, but, man, Jacob, thanks again for today. Um, we'll probably – We'll probably post some pictures of these uh, these rankings for you guys, um, maybe on on X or other other social medias. But mm -hmm. um, as always, guys, please subscribe if you haven't already. I think Jacob, we're already up to like 133 now, um, so we appreciate all the support, guys. We'll try to keep getting you videos, you know, every couple of days. Um, and yeah, hope you guys enjoy the rankings.